be uh, covering today, <clears throat> going a little bit deeper on algorithms and very pleased to have uh, Pantonium's uh, CTO and co-founder, Kung Yi Fung, uh, joining us. And um, it's gonna be a nice opportunity for those that are joining to hear from essentially the, the creator of our macro transit on-demand platform about why <clears throat> the platform uh, functions the way that it does, how it uh, functions compared to other um, you know, algorithms that are on the market today. And uh, I wanna encourage people to ask questions, right? Because these topics are not um, you know, simple to understand. And so if there's any kind of clarifications, I'd like to keep this as a, as a good open discussion, uh, preferably in the Q and A uh, window. Um, I am going to be monitoring the chat. So fortunately, you don't have to hear me talk uh, during this whole webinar. <laughs> and um, without further ado, I just want to introduce uh, Kun Yi and um, welcome him to uh, the webinar series. And uh, thanks, Kun Yi, for joining us uh, today. Um, just to get a little introduction about yourself, just um, you know, tell us a little bit about why, you know, optimization algorithms um, fascinate you and, and, you know, a little bit about uh, your background in, in working with these, uh, these, these, these characters. So. Thanks, uh, Jeremy. Uh, well, the first time that uh, I encountered this kind of uh, algorithms uh, as every computer science student, <laughs> sooner or later you encounter is in the, usually in the theoretical computer science course in university. And uh, it's always about the traveling salesman problem that uh, they, will, they will talk about. Uh, usually in the context of, uh, you know, uh, that it is a very difficult problem to solve and that it is a representation of a class of very difficult problem to solve, right? But uh, as uh, most, most other computer science students, I, I did not pay a lot of attention to it, right? Until about 15 years ago, when I joined the logistics uh, company, when the, we actually had to deal with uh, optimization, so root optimization, so that's basically routing, right? And uh, it, it was a very fascinating time at that time, and it was a very, a very interesting topic, right? Because at that time, we finally had the hardware to be able to do uh, routing uh, well, and not really in real time, but at least, you know, to be able to do it in, uh, in minutes or even hours rather than days before. So uh, it was very interesting. So I started writing uh, automation, uh, uh, I mean, implementations, right? Uh, and uh, that was the beginning of this whole thing. And then later on, when we founded uh, Antonio, right from the beginning, we realized that we would need optimization uh, for routing as well. And then uh, when a few years ago, when we had the chance to implement ODT, we, you know, we finally, you know, had the basically had the opportunity to create a, a wonderful real time optimization program that, uh, that, you know, that I always wanted to do, but never had the, never had the chance to do. So this is actually a wonderful opportunity. If you like algorithms, this is uh, one of the most fascinating areas to, to think about, and it is extremely difficult, but it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, it's definitely been fun over the last couple of years getting putting this uh, theoretical into reality. And so why don't you uh, get started with the uh, presentation that we've got yeah. ready here and uh, yeah. let's take the folks on the on the phone through it. And yeah, again, share the screen and uh, uh, can you can you allow me to share the screen? That would be. Uh, 
So once again, folks on the phone, <clears throat> if you want to uh, ask any questions um, during the presentation, please feel free to put it in the Q&A. And uh, are you able to share your screen, Kuni, or no, is it? No, or Jeff, uh, can, you, can you give him permission? Yeah, okay, no, no, I can't, no, I can't, okay. Let me do that. Okay, you can see my screen now. Yeah. See your backdrop, yeah. Yeah, 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 good. Perfect. Okay, now let me start. Okay, today we're gonna to talk about the routing algorithms. And this is the component uh, of the ODT system that determines how the system is going to run, right? And also how well it is going to run. Uh, uh, Jeremy already introduced me. Uh, I'm, I'm, my name is Kunin Fong. I'm a co-founder and a CTO of uh, Pentonium. And uh, that's my email address, uh, kyfong at pentonium.com. So if you have uh, more questions or any, you know, and just want to talk about the uh, routing algorithms or technology in general, okay, send me, send, send me an email. So uh, in the title, we have two terms, right? One term is uh, on-demand transit. The, the second term is uh, routing algorithms. So what are they? Uh, on-demand transit is basically, you know, a system, a service that, uh, that allows uh, the riders to book uh, a trip, right? Or, or ride, uh, however you want to call it. Uh, you know, and they, they tell you when and where they want to be picked up and dropped off, right? Uh, but this is a very broad term, obviously, right? There are many, many ways that you can, you can do it and still call it on-demand transit, right? Uh, for example, is it going door, stop to stop or is it going door to door, right? Uh, stop to stop is more like the traditional transit and it's a lot more efficient for the agency, right? But uh, door to door is more convenient for the rider. But uh, as usual, for a public transit, we have to you know, uh, find a good balance between these two things, right? Uh, you know, how efficient it is for the agency to provide the service and how convenient it is for the rider to use the service, right? Uh, it's not, it's usually you cannot just consider, okay, you know, the, make sure that the rider is the most convenient one. I and mean, obviously if you go to the stream, right? The most convenient uh, uh, transport service for the rider is obviously something like a taxi, taxi ride, right? But uh, then we are not talking about transit anymore, right? And, and also other things, right? Uh, what kind of cancellation policy you're going to have for your on-demand transit, and uh, is it you know has to be hours before, or you actually can handle it? So there is no cancellation policy, although usually it's a good idea to have some kind of cancellation policy. And what kind of booking policy do you have, right? Uh, can the writer book as soon as possible, right? So they have to book something uh, you know ahead of time, like uh, twenty minutes from now, uh, half an hour from now, right? And also whether the service, uh, you know, forces you to have uh, transfers, right? So, so if you go from one part of the city to another part of the city, uh, how many transfers uh, do you need, right? None, one, two, three. So, you know, all these things, uh, they, they, they seem to be, you know, like uh, features of a system, but they actually, all of them have something to do with, uh, with the routing algorithm used in the system. Okay, and uh, you know so because uh, on-demand trans transit service is really managed by a 
on-demand transit software system, right? So the system obviously has a lot of uh, components, right? Uh, we have, uh, have to be able to configure it. We have to able to manage it. You might allow the, 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 you know, the agency to do dispatching. You, know, you have to manage the users of the system. You have to be able to manage the riders and other things, right? And uh, you know, so routing, the routing components is really one of the components that uh, every on-demand transit you know, software system must have, right? Uh, but people don't tend to talk about it, right? So for whatever reason. But th this is actually the routing, uh, this is actually the component that determines how the service is going to operate and how, and it will determine whether you know, other features can be implemented at all. Right or well, right? I mean, uh, sometimes you can implement a feature, but it's not, you know, it's not easy to do it well. Okay, so so what are you know routing algorithms, right? Uh, a routing algorithm is basically you know can be defined as follow, right? Given a fleet of vehicles and a bunch of uh, trips or rides, uh, the you know the routing algorithm assigns the the rights to you know, to the vehicles, right? In such a way that uh, you want it, you know, to use the fewest of vehicles as possible. Even if you don't have to do that, you still want to know the demand, right? And then obviously you want the lowest mileage, right? Uh, no or fewest uh, lateness for the rides, right? Shortest uh, riding times for the riders, right? So all these things, uh, if you look at them, this is basically an optimization uh, problem, right? Uh, obviously you, you know, you want the fewest, the best, and everything, right? So that you, you can run your uh, your service as efficient as possible, right? So, you know, this part, uh, you know, is you, you can see it actually has something to do with the efficiency of the of the transit and also the convenience, you know, for the riders, right? And the the other thing that is a bit different from other optimization uh, problems, especially for this kind of uh, routing algorithms, right? In the old days, in, traditionally routing algorithms are ahead of time kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, thing to do, right? So you do it uh, one day before, two days before, right? But for on-demand transit, uh, it has to be done in real time, right? So, but what, what do you mean by real time, right? How real time is it? Is it uh, you know, a few seconds, a few minutes, and uh, you know, how, how much time do you have to come up with uh, another plan, another, you know, solution, right? Is it in a minute? Is it good enough? Is it, you know, do you have to do it in a second or even a fraction of a second, right? Uh, the reason why you want to do it in real time is because, uh, you know, when you have cancellations, right? Then how do you handle that, right? How well can you handle that? And you also have uh, certain changes, right? Or, or for example, you know, if you want to allow the ad hoc boarding, you obviously need the system to be able to handle that in real time and very quickly, right? So, so those are the uh, parameters you can see, right? Uh, for a routing algorithm and also uh, what it is trying to do. Okay. So, you know, so the routing algorithm used, uh, or the routing component used in the in the uh, on-demand transit software system determines, you know, how and how well the system, uh, the service is going to operate. Right? It it actually determines the cancellation policy, and we'll see all these things. You know, uh, I'll explain why, the booking policy, whether there there, there will be uh, transfers, uh, how many vehicles 
can be used and and even how to coordinate how to coordinate with other services right because uh coordination with uh, fixed roads uh you know for us uh, at pendonium we think that uh, the coordination with the uh, fixed roads so regional transits and rapid transits and other things uh will be one of the most important aspects of uh, ODT, uh, on-demand transit, right? So what are the you know, major properties of, uh, of a routing algorithm? Well, the first thing is how many vehicles can it handle, right? The, you know, can it handle only one? Can it handle more than one? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, right? Then, and how many rights can it handle at the same time, right? Is it five, four, you know? 100, 200, 1,000, and how real time is it, right? So, so if, if an event or something happens right now, right? How long does it take for the system to, to handle it, right? So it's how real time it is. So, so when you look at an, uh, a routing algorithm in the context of uh, on-demand transit, these are the things that you, you think about, right? And uh, let me you know, move a little bit you know, and talk about the, you know, how a lot of uh, people look at how to introduce on-demand transit, right? So these are very common steps in rolling, rolling out the on-demand transit service, right? So uh, people want to have uh, something that's easier to control, right? So they choose a small area, they use one vehicle, right? And then they run it and see how well it performs, right? And see whether they can find problems with, uh, the you know this situation and you know and maybe can fix problems right and and then after that right once they know all these things they say okay let's expand it to a bigger area right and more vehicles right and now that you have learned everything you need to know about ODT but the the thing is that uh, you know uh, routing algorithms are quite funny in this way right uh, a lot of uh, a lot of algorithms that can handle one vehicle cannot handle multiple vehicles, right? So, so whether you use a, a one vehicle, uh, you know, algorithm or an algorithm that, that can handle multiple vehicles, we actually change the characteristics of the service you're going to provide, right? So what is special, you know, so, so special about routing algorithms then, right? Well, because routing well is difficult, right? Uh, you know, in computer science talk, I mean, speak, routing is an NP-hard problem. Right, so what it means is that uh, it belongs to a class of algorithms that is considered almost the hardest, right, possible, right. So uh, it, what it means is that, right, is that there is no fast algorithm to find the optimal solution. You know, if you have a big enough, uh, you know. In, if you have a, a few vehicles, enough vehicles, right? If you have five, six, seven, eight vehicles and you have 200 stops, for example, right? How long does it take to find a solution, right? And, and in this case, if you, you know, if, if you want to find the optimal solution, then you actually have to look at every possible solution and find out which one is the, is the optimal one. So it is uh, what we call factorial kind of, uh, you know, complexity. So if you have 20 stops uh, and you can, you know, you only have one vehicle and, but you can try 1 billion solutions in one second. And it still take uh, 77 years to do it, right? And then if you add one more stop, 21 stop, 
it will be like uh, more than 100 years, right? So this kind, this, you know, routing algorithms are, are like this, uh, this kind of algorithms, right? So if you want to do it in real time, right, you cannot do it uh, in the brute force way of uh, actually checking every possible solution, right? So all good routing algorithms running in real time, in the real world, right? They try to find the best solution in a set amount of time, right? So for example, uh, two seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds, a minute, right? Uh, we aim for milliseconds because, uh, you know, once you have enough riders and enough vehicles, right? You do get events that are coming in, you know, under a second, right? So, you know, whenever you get an event, you have to handle it. You have to come up with a, 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 the next plan, the next solution, right? So the aim is always to get it uh, in milliseconds. So, so what is a good routing algorithm? Well, it has to produce good routes in reasonable time continuously because we are talking about on-demand transit, right? You cannot simply just do it once and then you know follow it for the whole day. We cannot do that, and it has to be good enough because uh, then you don't have to worry about it's, you know the second point, right? Uh, provides uh, you know short waiting time right, for the riders and uh, and you don't want riders to be on board for too long, right? And uh, and in our case, we always aim for, you know, uh, at most one transfer to go to Rebridge Transit, to go to other, other, other services, right? If it is uh, within the ODT service, right? It shouldn't have any transfer. And obviously the last bit, you know, you want to use a reasonable number of vehicles, right? You might not, you might not be able to find out what the, the minimum number of, uh, vehicles you can use for for a certain certain day but at least it is reasonable right not uh, not one vehicle per per ride right so that that would be that would become a, a taxi service so what happens if you don't have a good routing algorithm right so what do you do right so usually you know as uh, you know a very important technique is to to do divide and conquer right so if you have a big service area, then you can handle it with one vehicle. You chop it in the, in multiple zones, right? So each with one vehicle, then you can you can have uh, you know a, a less optimal, I guess, a, a less good algorithm to handle the small zones, right? Because the problem becomes smaller, right? Or you don't handle uh, real time events as well, right? So you you take a bit more time to do it. Uh, you know, so so that you have more time for the for the system for the algorithm to 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 process the uh, the events, right? But uh, you know, uh, although divide and conquer is a good technique in general, right? Uh, it's not a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea for ODT, right? If it's, it's because uh, you know, if you if you want to use ODT to you know, a, you know, a ODT service to replace a particular fixed route is not a good idea because a fixed route usually can handle a lot of a, a big area, right? If you look at the, the typical fixed route, you know, the catchment area is actually quite big, right? And the productivity, if you use ODT to replace uh, one single fixed route, right? The productivity is going to be the same, right? I mean, you still have the same riders, right? Same number of riders, so you're not going to change very much. And uh, a lot of fixed routes uh, have uh, very productive segments, right? And non-productive segments. 
And you know, for the most productive segment, it might be too productive for, for something like the you know, on-demand system to, to, to handle, or at least you don't want to use that to handle you know, that kind of uh, segments. And it's just not flexible at all, right? Uh, you know, you, it's difficult to adjust, right? Uh, if you have multiple zones, how do you adjust uh, to find out which vehicles should go where and how many vehicles should be here in this zone and this? And, and also if the demand uh, fluctuates, uh, you know, in, in a day, how do, you, how do you separate, you know, how do you divide the area into zones, right? And if you have rush hours uh, for certain zones uh, in the morning, and you know, how do you how do you do that, right? And and uh, you know, if you have a zone that becomes very busy, how do you how do you add another vehicle to it, right? If you if the zone requires three vehicles, then you still have a problem, right? I mean, if you if you if you if you cannot handle uh, three vehicles for your uh, routing algorithm, now you still have that problem. It's not going to change anything. And for a lot of zones, uh, if they are not very uh, productive, what do you do, right? If the demand is really low, right? You, you cannot reduce the number to zero. Well, I, I guess you can reduce it to zero if you outsource it to taxis or other things to handle the, the rights, right? Then, and then, you know, in, in a lot of situations, you, you know, if the zones are quite big in low on-demand areas, then you have to make them overlapping each other because uh, otherwise you're gonna have a lot of transfers Right and uh, and other things, right? And for for the riders, it's actually not very convenient because uh, you 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 almost have to guarantee in the more urban area that you need uh, two transfers, right? Unless you are going downtown or somewhere that is very popular. Otherwise, you probably need two transfers, right? From a zone to a fixed route, and then text the fixed route, and then you know you have to transfer again to get to. Uh, another vehicle on the uh, on the on-demand service right and if you have to do a transfer from a fixed route to another fixed route now we are talking about three transfer for for a ride there's a little bit uh, you know not ideal right and and you might have long wait time for transfers as well right so these are all the problems with uh, with uh, zoning if you you know and if you don't have a very good algorithm that actually can handle a lot of vehicles in a large area so, you know, types of uh, routing algorithms. Uh, let's talk about uh, you know uh, the one vehicle algorithms that uh, that are uh, you know these are the four classes of uh, one one vehicle algorithms that are that I can think of. Right, I you know over the years, over the last uh, 15, 16 years, right, I actually have uh, implemented all of them in one form of or another. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, because I, I needed a quick and dirty kind of uh, uh, solution, right? Sometimes uh, it's because uh, I don't need a sophisticated algorithm to handle a very trivial case. Like for example, one vehicle and I only have three rights, right? If you have one vehicles and three rights, uh, you know, use, use the brute force method, right? I mean, it's going to take you uh, how many? Six, seven solutions, right? To find the optimal solution. There is no need to, to do anything more sophisticated than that, right? But uh, obviously when you, you know, start having a bigger problem, then it is difficult to, to simply just use brute force, right? A best, best position is uh, another algorithm that's uh, quite, uh, quite useful if, uh, if the root is quite static. Right. Uh, so basically, what you do, you you, you just uh, you just 
check, uh, you just try different position for the pickup and the drop off uh, stops, right? And then you find the best, uh, you know, position for them. And then you just, you just insert it that way, right? So that's the, what I call best position algorithm. Uh, the greedy algorithm is the most intuitive one that uh, most uh, human dispatchers uh, use, right? Basically you choose the closest stop to the current stop and treat it and use it as the next stop, right? So that's the greedy algorithm. Uh, don't know why they call it greedy, but I guess <laughs> I would call it expedience, right? So it's, it's probably a better name for it. And then obviously, you know, if you start having a big, uh, a, a long route and uh, you have a lot of rights, right? Then you, you use a TSP solver, the traveling salesman uh, problem solver. So if you have never heard of uh, TSP, uh, TSP, the traveling salesman problem is basically, you know, given that, yeah, say suppose you're a salesperson, and you have uh, 10 cities that you have to visit one by one, right? So, you know, find the most optimal way of visiting all of them, right? And that's called, a, uh, I mean, in terms of something, right? In terms of a distance, right? Or is in, in, or in terms of uh, the, the, you know, the plane ticket, you know, uh, cost that you have to pay or whatever, right? So the whatever that you, you define as uh, important for you as the cost, right? So you're trying to find the optimal, optimal way of doing it. So that's called a, a traveling salesman problem, right? So a, a, a TSP solver is basically a program that can, that can get you the uh, optimal solution or, you know, in real time situation, a good enough solution, okay? So let's look at uh, all these uh, algorithms a little bit more. So the first one, I call them, you know, random first come first serve uh, brute force, right? Basically, uh, you just just do whatever you, you you want to do, right? First come first serve. Uh, you just you know insert the first uh, right uh, into your system, and then when you get the second one, you you insert it to the to your system to the root, right? And, I mean, uh, because you only have one root, uh, if you do it that way, basically, you know, it 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 looks like a taxi service, right? It's, that's basically it. Uh, you know, so how, you know, how many, how many rights can you do in, if you have a first come first serve, uh, service, I mean, algorithm It's probably about four or five, you know, and I assume that you do it uh, door to door, right? Or random, you just assigned it, uh, you know, see, see how it goes. Uh, I, I actually implemented something that looks like this for the first step of the algorithm, right? So you actually want to randomize it so that you have a, a solution, you know, but it's not, not a good solution, right? And then you start from there and, and see whether they, you can get a better solution. And obviously <laughs> the, the initial solution is uh, horrendous, right? And uh, it's not gonna be good, right? And it's always bad, basically the root quality is going to be very bad. Uh, when I mentioned uh, the, the phrase uh, root, uh, root quality, I mean, you know, how many rights can you do in, in an hour, right? And, uh, you know, how long do the writers uh, have to wait? And uh, how long do they have to stay on board, right? So all these things together, right? Uh, 
defines uh, define what uh, what the quality of the route is. Right for the agency, obviously you want to be able to handle as many and many rides as possible in an hour. But for the riders, obviously they want to be able to wait uh, at least you know the shortest time, and they don't want to stay on board for too long. So those are the three major things that uh, you look at to see how good the route is, right? Or you know uh, the third thing that uh, you know. That, that you can do, right? It's, this one is not really an algorithm, right? You just get a human to dispatch it. <laughs> so you just get a, a person to add the trips uh, into, in, into the route, right? I mean, the, you know, is anybody doing that the behind the scene? I don't know, but it is possible. Uh, you know, uh, you need a very experienced uh, dispatcher, otherwise, uh, they'll probably just use the greedy algorithm. I right? just find the closest uh, next stop. I mean, closest stop as the next stop, right? And then you'll be doing it manually rather than automatically. For brute force method, that uh, is not advisable if you have, uh, you know, more than, I would say about 12 or 13. Uh, if you have a incredibly fast uh, computer, right? Uh, I would say the limit is about 20 stops, but we are talking about the, uh, almost a minute to, to find the optimal solution. And, uh, you know, because things change uh, so fast in the real world anyway, finding the optimal solution is really not the goal, right? A good enough solution in reasonable time is, right? So, so brute force can still be useful, like uh, as I mentioned, because uh, if you have uh, only a few rights, right? Brute force is actually not a bad thing to do. But once you have more than 10 or 11 stop signs, basically not a good idea. And uh, I, you know, I already talked a little bit about base position, right? So what you do is you just try, you know, first you, you look at the pickup uh, uh, stop, you know, you, you try it and insert it in every position possible in, in, in the route, right? And then you insert the drop-off point as well. So you try every position, right? And see what, what is the best combination, right? For the positions for the pickup and position for the drop-off that gives you the best route, right? In terms of the route uh, quality, right? Uh, the, the thing is, right? The, the order that you insert the rights determines how good the route is, right? Which is uh, not a very good, uh, property at all, right? So you can have the same three trips, but if you don't insert them in the same order, they give you three, they might give you three or actually more than three possible, you know, uh, so-called good routes, right? I mean, or possible routes and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, but, but the thing is we cannot determine how the rights are entered by the riders. Uh, cancellations for sure will make it worse because uh, you know if you cancel a, a, a ride, right? Suddenly, a, a good A B C kind of order becomes bad, right? Because uh, if you miss B, you go to A C, and if the next one is D, you probably want to go A D C probably, but you don't know, right? But uh, for best position, you cannot do that because it, you know the 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 right will basically stay in the same position. Uh, if you have a very short service, like one or two hours, right? Or even less than that, and very few rights anyway, right? Two, three rights an hour, right? Best position can, can be can be can be used, right? But uh, 
there's another nasty property of best position is that it doesn't handle request time very well, right? But at least it can handle it, uh, which is not true for you know some other algorithms. For example, greedy algorithm, right? Greedy algorithm is basically you know choose the closest uh, stop as the next stop. Right? You know, uh, it number one, you know, is the closest stop is not always the wise stop to choose, right? It's not always the the, the good one. Although it's, it's just the closest one, because uh, if you think about it, right? If you know closest, you know it is possible to to move the vehicle to one area of the service area quite easily, right? If they are all stringed together, you know, uh, on one side of the service area, and then you might, you know, you'll be very difficult for you then go back to the other side of the service area. Okay, and for it is very bad for request time because uh, you have two things now, right? So you have the closest distance and you have the closest, you know, right, uh, you have the handle, right? How do you find out, you know, what the closest stop is, right? So, so a lot of uh, ODP systems, right? If they use a greedy algorithm, they basically don't allow you to, to have a request time. So you cannot say, you cannot book a trip two hours from now, or you cannot book a trip and say, I want to be dropped off at uh, 5 p.m., right? So they only allow you to be as soon as possible, right? So, and even then, they still basically, you know, will give you, uh, say, a 20 minutes lead time, right? It's simply not, not easy to handle these two parameters at the same time, right? And obviously, you can do you know, you can modify it a little bit and don't just look at one stop. You can look at two or three stops at the same time, right? And, and try to find where, you know, how to, how to order them, right? And, and the other thing is that uh, in theory, right? You can, you can handle ad hoc loading, but uh, in practice, it's probably not a good idea because uh, the root quality is not good in the first place, right? And, uh, you really don't want to make it uh, actually more difficult to, to do. So the actual solution for one vehicle problem is really, you know, a TSP solver. I already talked about it and, uh, you know, but it needs to be a real-time TSP solver. A lot of uh, real-time, a lot of uh, TSP solving, you know, uh, methods, right? They, they do need a bit of time to get you a reasonably good solution, right? So that is a problem because if you have to do it in real time, how do you make sure that you can find a good enough solution quickly, right? Uh, you know, uh, it, is, it is actually not an easy thing, easy thing to do. Uh, but at least if you, once you have that, you know, the root quality is going to be as good as possible all the time, right? So, so and, uh, because you will always find the least bad solution for you, right? Even if you have cancellations, right? If you have cancellations or even no shows, right? It, it will be able to, uh, you know, to come up with something to compensate for that, right? Uh, which is not true for, for greedy algorithm, for example. It is definitely not true for best position and for the random, all these other things. <laughs> well, they, they are not giving you very good solutions in the first place, right? so. Uh, there are two multi, the two classes, I guess. Uh, there might be, uh, you know, there, there might be others, right? But uh, these two uh, seems to be the, the, you know, the 
the more popular ways of handling multiple vehicles, right? One way is to do uh, what I call insert to best vehicle. So it's basically a scaled up version of uh, best uh, position, right? So instead of just looking at one route, you look at every route, right? And when you have a, a right to insert into your system, what you do is you try to insert it to every route, right? And see which one, I mean, using the best position algorithm, right? And then you see which overall solution is the best, right? So, and then in that way, you choose the route to insert, right? That particular uh, right. But that algorithm, right, uh, has the same uh, nasty properties as uh, best positions, right? Is that the root quality uh, gets bad uh, very quickly, right? And, and it gets bad no matter what along the way. And the order of rights, uh, you know, inserted or, you know, booked by the writers actually means something, which is not a good property to have. And, uh, you know, again, you know, there is a solution to it. The solution really is to get the real-time global optimizing uh, routing algorithm, right? So you continuously optimize the whole fleet and all the trips, right? So let's look at these uh, two algorithms a little bit more. So. Like I say, it's basically to scale up the best position algorithm from one vehicle to multiple vehicles, right? Or one route to multiple routes, that's basically it, right? And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that drives, uh, you know, the optimization for a multiple vehicle, multiple, you know, uh, routes kind of scenario is to allow rights to go from a route to another route, right? So the, the reason is that that's how you can balance, you know, the, the different uh, vehicles, different routes, right? In real time, right? Because, uh, you know, because a certain area of a, of a service area might get too busy. So you want to move vehicles along to there. But, but the thing is you might want to basically assign the trips that were actually on the route to some other routes that are in the area. So you have to be able to do that because if you cannot do that, right, uh, it, you know, you won't, you won't be able to balance the demand quickly and in real time, right? So imagine a scenario where you have uh, five vehicles in the beginning of the day, right? Uh, the demand is spread out uh, very nicely, you know, in the service area. So the, the vehicles are spread out widely in the service area, right? And then suddenly one corner of the service area gets a lot of, uh, you know, rights. What do you do, right? So now you have a situation where, you know, the vehicles that are actually near the area will get a lot of rights, but the, the other rights will still be too far away, right? So you can actually con consolidate the, the rights. Uh, for example, if you have three vehicles in, in, you know, on the east side, right? You cannot then say, okay, let's, let me move all the, all the rights on all these vehicles to one vehicles and move everything else. So three vehicles, one stay, two go, go to the uh, high, higher demand area. You cannot do that, right? For, because it doesn't, move, it, it, you know, once the trips are in the routes, they stay, right? I mean, you know, you, you can call it a virtue if you want, right? Because uh, once a trip is assigned to a route, it doesn't go away. It, it stays on that vehicle. So that's the only thing that I can think of that is actually good, you know, if you, if you use it. Uh, this kind of algorithm. Again, you know, the, the, there's a there's a right way to do it. The right way is really a real-time global routing optimizing algorithm, right? So, you know, 
this kind of algorithms will handle a large area with uh, with all the trips that you have and all the vehicles that you have. Uh, it shouldn't need any transfers at all, right? If this if it's a good algorithm, it shouldn't need any transfer within the area. And cancellations wouldn't be a problem because you can move trips around, so you can balance the demand at the, the you know how many rides on each route very quickly, right? Even no shows, right? You know, if you have a no show, uh, the vehicle arrives at the pickup stop, right? And then and then you have nobody boarding there. Uh, a real-time global routing algorithm will basically just you know get rid of the drop-off stop, right? And then it will try to optimize and see what is the where's the solution again, right? So so you lose one stop basically, right? And cancellations is not a problem at all, right? Because if you have if you're not on your way to the pickup pickup stop, right? You know, the algorithm should be able to just get rid of the trip very quickly and easily, right? And uh, and this kind of algorithm will also tell you, you know, what how many vehicles you need to handle that kind of uh, a particular kind of service, right? So even though you might you might say, oh, you know, I have ten vehicles, I want to use all ten of them, right? Uh, yeah, sure, it's not a bad idea, right? If the if the algorithm then then uses only nine of them, you have one idle vehicle, uh, and if something changes, right? You have one idle vehicle that can, you can use for that purpose, right? So it gives you more flexibility no matter what, right? And if your aim is to, to find out the minimum number of vehicles you need, then this algorithm will tell you, right? I mean, if you need only nine vehicles rather than 10, it will tell you you only need nine. So you can actually take away the one vehicle. Uh, because it is a real-time uh, system, right? You can just take away the, the idle vehicle without any problem. Right, because it will be able to just adjust itself and handle only nine vehicles, right? And definitely can handle ad bot ad hoc boarding. So basically, when a ride just a rider just just boards the the vehicle and say, "Oh, I would like to go there, or to go to a particular place to be dropped off," yeah, you know, it has no problem, right? Because it, it can add in the 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 drop off point, you know, easily, you know. And in this case, it has to be the same same. Uh, same vehicle, right? So what it what it means is that it can take away rights that are on that uh, vehicle that meant to be for that vehicle, but that have not been picked up yet to other other vehicles if necessary, right? So it allows uh, the balancing of the the vehicles in real time, and you can also book uh, drop off time now rather than just uh, just uh, pick up time, right? And you know, because it is real time, right? So you can also coordinate with fixed routes much easier and rapid transits, right? And because it's multiple vehicles, you don't have to designate one vehicle to, to do that or the other one, you know, it makes it a lot more flexible. So, so for example, you can set a time that uh, rapid transit, uh, say a uh, regional transit or commuter transit, something, right? At 10 o'clock, you know, it arrives at a certain place Right. So what you do is just basically say, okay, you know, when when the time comes, well, make sure that we have one vehicle waiting there at uh, ten o'clock, right, for for that particular transit to pick up the people, and because you allow ad hoc boardings, right, they don't even have to book uh, the trips, right, they can just board the the vehicle and you know, tell the driver or set up uh, where they want to be dropped off, right. So it can be very uh, very flexible that way. Right, and uh, you'll be able to handle uh, very long trips well because you have multiple. Again, if you have multiple uh, uh, vehicles that you can use to balance each other out, right? Uh, long, 
long uh, long trips can be handled well that way. And also we, you know, there there are other possibilities that you can actually do it uh, to make it even better, right? I mean, we have, uh, for example, at Pentonium, we actually have a, uh, a method to, to handle really long regional trips, right? And not be uh, impacted by it too much if there is a cancellation or there's a no show, right? And, uh, you know, the, the, the last one, allow, uh, allowing driver to detour. This is actually one, something very interesting, right? Is that uh, because it's real time and it optimizes everything at the same time, right? In some situation, if the driver actually knows that uh, somebody is actually waiting, uh, say, you know, not too far away from, from the current stop, right? The driver can basically just say, okay, I'm going there. And as long as the driver allow, uh, lets the, you know, informs the system that, you know, they are going to that stop, right? They can do that because the system will be able to just adjust again, right? Everything and then allow that, uh, that vehicle to go to something that's actually not scheduled by the system, okay? And, uh, you know, uh, allowing rights to move from route to routes is really the way to maintain and improve uh, route quality. And that is really the key thing that uh, differentiates uh, a multiple uh, vehicle kind of algorithm versus a one, one vehicle algorithm in many zones, right? Because, uh, you know, it allows you you know, the flexibility of adjusting to the demand. So, you know, say suppose you have an on-demand on uh, transit system, right? Uh, you, want to, you want to find out which kind of algorithm is used in that system. This is a, a, you know, a, a, a table, this, that general, this, these are general characteristics, right? I mean, you know, but, but this are uh, more or less how you can find out, right? So first thing is, uh, you know, how many rides can be handled uh, per hour, right? That more or less, more or less tells you right, how efficient the routing algorithm is, right? It, it depends on your service area too, right? Obviously, right? But, but uh, you know, in general, this is how you look at it, right? I mean, real-time uh, global optimization algorithm can handle many, right? We have seen over 20 in our experience, right? 20 rides per when I say a ride, right, I'm talking about how many passengers, how many riders, right, is how many rides. So if, if one ride, uh, somebody books uh, a ride with five people, is considered one ride for us, right? Because for routing, it doesn't matter, right? It's not how many people you can carry, it's how many rides you can, you can carry. So you have seen over 20, right? Greedy algorithm, I'll, I'll say about five, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, the routes will get in balance very quickly. So you know, best position and insertion, you know, the in insert to the best root uh, algorithm. This too is tough to tell because the root qualities are so bad. I'm not sure, you know, you know, uh, if you can handle certain number, you know, what, what does it mean, right? If every one of them is so late that uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, do you count that, right? Uh, I guess you can count that, but, you know, so for real-time TSP, same thing, right? You you can handle a lot of uh, uh, rights. So I would say about 10, right? Because uh, TS TSP solvers uh, has, has one, they have one characteristics that's different from real-time uh, uh, global optimization algorithm is that, uh, like I said before, right? It takes a little bit of time to start up, right? To get 
to start giving you good solutions, right? So the, the, the aim is to get the to get to a good enough solution. So TSP solvers need a little bit of time to get you the first good solution in general, right? And if you don't use algorithm of brute force, uh, you know, it's about five. And uh, obviously the number of vehicles and, and zones, right? I mean, this is this is the big one, right? Is you know, if you look at it, it's only two algorithms that can, you know, you know, that that actually gives you that uh, one zone with you know all the vehicles and all the rights. And uh, for greedy, greedy algorithm, uh, yeah, you, yeah, is it, well, these are the one, one vehicle algorithms that we talk about, right? Obviously, they are there for one. And then, and then if, if you don't use any algorithm, I, I don't know, right? I mean, it depends on that particular uh, method that you're using. Uh, cancellation policy, right? I don't uh, mean to, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but we're yeah. getting close on time. And yeah, so, yeah. We do have some questions that folks want to answer, and I, I think that if folks want to look at this table, um, the recording will be available for them to uh, go back and, and use it as a resource, because I think this is a very powerful tool that folks can use to assess the capabilities, right? And yeah. um, definitely think it's a great way to, to reference it. But um, with only 10 minutes left, I think it might be good if... if uh, we, we could uh, advance and maybe uh, get yeah, to some you can questions. move on. Yes, yes. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. actually, we, uh, I'm almost done anyway. Uh, so, you know, so the the, the reason why no, not everybody is uh, using a global routing or optimizing, you know, algorithms because it is actually very difficult to create and implement, right? So that's really the reason. And to be real-time, it is extremely difficult, right? And uh, so, but at Pentonium, we actually created and implemented a real-time global routing optimization algorithm. So it is global, it's real-time, and it's flexible, right? Because you know, if it's global and real-time, it will be flexible. Our goal is to <clears throat> provide the effective on-demand transit service, right? So it is convenient for the riders and efficient for the for, for the agency, right? So it's not just one or the other. And uh, one of our deployments uh, run nine concurrent vehicles in one zone comprising the whole city. So there's, uh, there's the city and there's uh, all the stops, right? So basically we have nine vehicles running around uh, in one zone, okay? And we also have a real-time TSP solver. And uh, so does it mean that uh, all we need is the right routing algorithm? Uh, no, but it is necessary, right? So it's what we usually say, is it necessary? Is it sufficient? It is necessary. You must have a good routing algorithm or you're not going to have a very good uh, ODT service, right? So because the routing algorithm determines how well it's going to run. Is it sufficient? Obviously it's not sufficient. We need other things as well, right? Other things to, to, to make sure that the routing algorithm will run uh, well. Okay, so that's my presentation. There's definitely uh, a lot of material, especially for folks who are not, you know, doing routing algorithm design uh, day to day. And I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to go back and, and take a look at it. I think it's a, it's a great summary and, and more resources will come along. Um, and also folks that are interested in kind of the comparison, the whole point of, of running through these types of algorithms is for, for you to assess you know, the type of service that you're looking to, to deploy and be aware of the pitfalls of certain characteristics. So by looking at deployment characteristics, there's another webinar that's recorded about what is macro transit, which is the terminology we're using for a global optimization uh, algorithm uh, platform. 
is, is to look at the characteristics that you want to achieve and compare that with the, what's, what's available on the market. And so we're trying to be very open and honest about what we can, what we can do with our platform. And I think that's, that's very important. Um, now to get a couple of questions, uh, someone asked Kuni, um, you know, you've, you've put all the work into to, to write all this algorithm. It's, a, it's, it's something that we've spent a lot of time and energy on. How do you protect it? How do you stop it from being um, borrowed or, or, you know, quote, stolen? Uh, well, ultimately, there is no way, right? I mean, just uh, there's no way. And uh, but the thing is, uh, from for example, when 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 I talk about the real-time global uh, optimizing uh, algorithm, right? The, there are lots of ways to do that. Right? Obviously, you know, I don't think the way that we we do it is the unique one, right? Uh, but as if you if you know algorithm design, right? The getting the algorithm is the first step. Okay, you must have a very good algorithm to start with. But you know, to actually implement it right efficiently and in the right way for your context, right? That is also very important as well, right? For example, let's give you one, one simple example, right? Almost everybody knows how Google is doing uh, search, right? I mean, the algorithm is well known, right? But their particular implementation, their particular way of doing ranking, right? Is threat secret for them, right? So, so knowing the algorithm is one thing. Right. Obviously, you need one, right? I mean, you need an algorithm that can handle billions and trillions of uh, web pages, right? But how you implement it is also important, right? So, so in our case, that's why I said we created one. We created a, a, a good algorithm, I believe, and we also implemented it so that it is uh, extremely efficient. So we are talking about sub millisecond kind of uh, running time for us, right? Uh, if you just implement it, uh, you know. The algorithm in the naive way, right? Uh, we'll be talking about seconds or if not minutes. We have another question about, inter about coordination with um, with other transits, so like fixed route schedules. Um, how does the algorithm work with a fixed route schedule to to do that coordination? Yeah, say suppose you have real time GTFS, right? Uh, that you publish, right? Or, or a, a transit publish uh, publishes, and you want to uh, coordinate with that, right? And the and the time, the 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 pickup time or the drop-off time uh, changes all the time, right? So so each time that it changes, right, it is an event to the system, right? The system will then just uh, take it and changes the time for the for the 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 connecting ride, right, and re-optimize it, reroute the whole thing, and and come up with, you know, the the best solution. For that particular change, so this uh, that's why it has to be real time because of that uh, reason. And and it the, the reason why a global algorithm is good is that you might actually decide to use a different vehicle, right? If if the if the connecting stop is going to be ten minutes late, right? A different vehicle might be a, a better uh, choice. Right? So that's how you how how you can uh, how you can coordinate with uh, with uh, real time changes in in other services. And in terms of the rider experience, um, the the time period to get them to that transfer point or that transfer situation, the 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 lateness is actually kind of a negative. Is it's it's a harder 
criteria, right? That you want to make sure they get there it, on time. It's, it's actually not always a bad thing, right? For example, say you, you're taking ODT right now, right? Uh, you expect to be dropped off in 15 minutes for a connecting ride, right? For a transfer to a rapid transit, for example. But the rapid transit is 10 minutes late, right? And it's 10 o'clock PM right now. Do you want to wait there for 10 minutes or you'd rather be on the bus? for that extra 10 minutes. As long as you know, that's, that's what is happening, right? That the connecting stop is actually going, you know, the connecting ride is going to be 10 minutes late and you'd rather be on the bus, right? I mean, especially in the winter, right? So, so at least you have the flexibility to, to allow that to happen, right, obviously. Couple more things about um, topography. Do we, mm -hmm. does, do, do we look at any sort of geographical impediments, like, uh, like particularly hilly terrain or choke points to try and avoid you know, those scenarios um, to, to, to try and route through that, which could increase fuel cost or other things like that? Yeah, so it's basically what we, you know, when, when we decide the, you know, the, what's the best way What's the, what's the next stop, basically, right? You look at what we call the cost, right? And how, to how you determine the cost uh, depends on different things, right? It doesn't have to be the distance only. And distance, what kind of distance, right? Is it the straight line distance or actually the road distance, right? The traveling distance. And is it the time, right? How, how long does it take from this point to the next point, right? And uh, you know, usually what you do is you actually use the traveling time because that will take care of all the top, uh, topography you know, between the two stops, right? So if there's a hilly one and it is slower and the time to travel obviously is longer, right? And uh, if you, for example, if you want to avoid all the, uh, you know, the freeways, right? And that, that, will, that you can take into consideration and basically just do not use three ways, right, to calculate the cost. So, so that's how you do that. And then uh, you basically put in all these uh, different, different uh, parameters to find out, for example, a lot of traffic, traffic stops or it is a downtown area is uh, 30 or even 20 miles an hour kind of places. Well, because the travel time will tell you how long it takes, right? And uh, with the travel time, you can also do other things as well, like uh, it's a rush hour, so you add a 10% discount to it or 20% discount to it. So that's how you can handle all kinds of different uh, uh, parameters, including topography. Talk about um, like a, a large metro area like uh, Los Angeles, where yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's 15 different agencies that yeah. don't necessarily work together. Right. You know, how, how, could, how could ODT help people navigate in, in that type of an environment? Yeah, so, so in say, if it's just Los Angeles, right? I assume that uh, you have some kind of uh, commuting, commuter service, uh, rapid transit and all these other things, right? So what you do is uh, you try to coordinate uh, between, say, suppose uh, you, you are just a small uh, jurisdiction in that area, right? Uh, you really cannot force other jurisdictions to do what you want to do. Well, what you do is uh, you try to make it as convenient as possible for your jurisdiction to connect to, to the other services. If you have you know, nothing that you can do about the uh, coordination with uh, something that's actually far away from you, right? So. So all these, uh, you know, practical 
things, right? I mean, they are not just, uh, they don't depend just on algorithms, obviously, right? Uh, it depends on the, how cooperative uh, the, the adjacent uh, municipalities are. And, uh, but OTT will still help, you know, if you, if you are a bedroom uh, uh, community, right? It will help you to, to handle the, the fluctuations in demands and uh, different, you know, uh, demand patterns in your different areas, right? Because uh, fixed routes uh, tend not to do very well if just uh, if the demand is low, right? You tend to have very long routes with uh, very low demand, and OTT will will cover that easily for you, right? And if you are in uh, downtown Los Angeles, for example, and you you are actually operating the the transit service there, if even in that situation, OTT will still be very useful because uh, in most uh, big uh, metropolitan kind of areas, right? The, the fixed routes are designed to, to get to uh, rapid transits, right? I mean, this or to get to certain hubs, right? Uh, it's actually difficult for people to move around in certain community areas, right? So it's not exactly local, but, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, so you tend to have, uh, you know, a situation where you, if you have to cross against the, the routes of the fixed routes, right? It's actually difficult. You have to transfer once, twice, or worse, right? ODT will still help in that kind of uh, situation, right? And, and uh, if you have to do uh, coordination, uh, you still can do that with, uh, if you have the GTFS, real-time GTFS, that's, that's what you do. There's a, a, an actually interesting question about um, for, for real-time global optimization, TSP, how do you, how do you it's, I guess it's, this isn't going to be an easy answer, but what, what kind of guidance would you give on how many vehicles to deploy? You know, is there, is the only requirement more than one or like, I know you have to go through and analyze this, but kind of give some tips on, on how to figure out the, the right number of vehicles to deploy uh, for, for real-time global and, and TSP. So. Well, for, for TSP is one vehicle, right? So TSP is only one, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's not much you can do about it, right? But what so. about real-time TSP? Real time, this is the same thing. It's still one same vehicle. Thing. Okay. One yeah, thing. but uh, if you're talking about uh, you know global optimizing, right, uh, algorithms, right, you you can do simulation, right, if you want to, and if you you know, and then you can find out. And uh, in general, in general, you know, uh, it's very quick. You know, once you once you deploy it, it's very quick that you can find out how many vehicles you need, right? And this, uh, you know, so if you cannot do simulation, that's what you do. And then if you want to do it uh, in phases, what you do is you, you enlarge the service area uh, step by step, which we actually encountered in some of our customers, right? So you start with a smaller area, but still multiple vehicles, and then you just make it bigger and bigger and bigger, and, and you see what happens. So you add more stops to it, right? And add a, a transit desert to it, right? Add a low demand uh, places, place that you, you cannot handle very well right now with fixed routes to it and see what happens, right? And uh, very quickly, it will tell you because the algorithm uh, gives you the minimum number of vehicles you need. We are a little bit over time, but there's still a couple more questions. So I, I am gonna continue on. Folks can, can stick around and, and, uh, and be part of the conversation. And I understood if you have to uh, jump off, the recording will still be available. Um, so, Talk about how regional transit could like re regional coordination. So 
numerous small transits want mm -hmm. to coordinate travel between be, between themselves. Right. Is it better for each of them to have their own system, or should they maybe think about banding together and using a common platform? So, well, it 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 depends, right? Uh, it depends uh, how cooperative uh, the jurisdictions are. Is always that, right? Say, suppose they are. Yeah, because there are two models to, to, to look at, right? One, one model is, uh, is, is actually everybody, uh, everybody tries to cooperate. They still have their own transit agency to run, right? So this is, this is something that I call, for example, for example, if, if you're thinking about uh, commuting, right? So, you know, so you have the, 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 you know, the origin, right? The, the, the first transit that you have to deal with, that's your own uh, hometown or, or, or region. And then you, you want to transfer to a rapid transit, right? Because re we are talking about a regional uh, situation. It might not be a rapid transit, but it's just a regional transit, right? So you, you get there. And then when, you, when you're dropped off, you might have to take another transit to get to your final destination, right? So one way is to coordinate the the, the first leg of it and the, the last leg of it, right? So that uh, everything is handled properly, right? So they all cooperate, they use one platform to do that, but you don't have to do that. That's one way. Another way is basically if you use something like uh, the Pintonian platform, right? But uh, you're not actually using the one the system, you have two instances of a pandemic system because there are two jurisdictions, right? So what you still can do is to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the, the pickup area, right, that coordinates with the regional transit or rapid transit well, right? And then the, the you know, the, the final destination that, that uh, ODT also coordinates with the, the regional transit or rapid transit. In that way, even though there are three different jurisdictions, you have the originating uh, jurisdiction, you have the rapid transit, and you have the you know you have the the, the final destination uh, transit, right? I mean, you know, with the coordination, if you have real-time GTFS for the rapid transit or the regional transit, right, you can actually coordinate that without really, you know, uh, using the one instance of the platform, right? But you have the, the two platforms that you use on the originating and the final, uh, you know, uh, area, right? They, they have to be able to coordinate with the rapid transit or the regional transit well, right? Otherwise you, you have a problem, right? Right. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on the implementation of, of uh, uh, ride sharing or, or like Uber Lyft uh, platforms? Um, would you call those optimization or are those just matching? So well, I, I, I wouldn't call them optim. Well, they are, they are optimization in a sense, right? It depends how you define uh, the word optimization, right? If, if the optimizing criterion is to make as much money as possible, right? Then obviously it is an optimization problem, right? But uh, Uber or Lyft, uh, they, don't, they, they are not transit systems, right? So what it means is that they have no obligation to provide a public good, right? Which a transit system must have. So the, the, the question of equity or fairness, right? Doesn't even come into the equation for Uber or Lyft, right? For, for a transit system, on the other hand, the reason why we talk about all this optimization to you know, short wait time and, and short, you know, uh, right time and all these things and, you know, and buses and vehicles that belong to agencies is because 
the you know public transit is providing a public good, so it has to have that equity component to it, right? Which uh, Uber and Lyft uh, don't have to. And the the algorithm they use is whatever that that they make the most money out of, right? So they can have uh, you know all kind of uh, different pricing schemes, you know, and then they can have a matching kind of uh, algorithm, right? To maximize certain thing that that the the they desire, right? And that certain thing doesn't have to be anything close to about public good or equity or fairness at all. I think it's important because they people need to remember that Uber started off as a direct competitor to public transit. And in recent years, they've been cozying up quite uh, closely with public transit as their model has kind of uh, either hit a limit or kind of been uh, um, encumbered with uh, you know, some, some municipal legislations and things like that. So when, when they were breaking the rules, every, everybody was cheering them on. And then when, uh, when things kind of started you know, revealing themselves what their, what their purpose was, it started to kind of you know, shine a different type of light on that platform. But now, now they wanna partner with public transit to try and, and enable first mile, last mile, um, uh, you know, transportation. So, you know, is there, do you think there is a fit for them in, in, in this space? So, uh, you know, anytime that you, you, you put equity into the equation, right. Then Uber and Lyft just, just doesn't do it well. Right. I mean, just, just the way it is because of the model, right. Uh, even if they do carpooling, for example, right. It still, it still have that same problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and also, you know, the, I think it's sort of like, a uh, interesting way to just look at first mile, last mile as inside isolation, right? If you have a community that have, that requires that kind of uh, service, right, to a uh, rapid transit for rush hours, for example, right, you don't just look at that in isolation. Actually, a lot of them do, but uh, I don't think that is actually the best solution to it. The best solution is actually to 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 combine first mile, last mile, and also community transit you know, as one service, right? So that, so that uh, you know, you fulfill the first mile, last, last mile kind of uh, service that you, you, you should provide. And at the same time, right? You are not forfeiting all this uh, lo uh, community kind of uh, transport, going to the library, going to the community center, you know, not just to the rapid transit or the regional transit, you know? So looking at it as in isolation, first mile, last mile, I think is not the best way to go, but rather look at the whole community, what kind of uh, service they need for, uh, you know, from transit. I think that's the best way to, to go forward. Yeah, we have one more question and it kind of feeds into some other conversations that you and I have had in the past about um, other types of layers of information that you could use in the planning process, like real-time traffic information or, you know, doing some, some uh, machine learning on trying to book best position of a vehicle while it's waiting for a trip. Mm -hmm. we, we, these things always keep kind of come up in the discussion because people yeah. want to know, are we, are we doing these types of things? And I think that your answer is, is very interesting. So um, I'd like to just dig into that a little bit, so. Yeah, uh, if, you, if you have a global optimization uh, algorithm, right? What, what, what you deal with is certainty. Right, so so you have these vehicles, you have these routes, right? You have these uh, uh, rights that you have to service. It's certain, it's hundred percent. You actually have to do it, right? 
in the artificial intelligence or machine learning or all these other things they tend to talk about predictive right so you want to predict where what the next stop might be right so so it is a big difference right obviously because if you have certainty and you can do it well right why not right if you know what the next stop should be why do you care about the prediction of what the next stop should be you already know what it is going to be right so that's the number one thing that you always think about right global you know optimization uh, algorithms deal with uh, certainty right now right if it's real time it deals with certainty right now you, you actually have the whole you know the whole thing in front of you so how do you come up with the best solution right now right and then one second later yes you have a new reality and then you deal with that reality right now right if yeah for example we actually had the uh a study right that they did for one of our customers uh, using uh, machine learning and uh, ai uh they actually came up with a model that they, they could predict 30 percent of uh what the stops would be right but this 30 percent is not 100 percent right we uh but uh, in global uh, optimization uh, algorithms we're talking about 100%, right? So we will find what the best stop for the next stop is, right? Rather than try to find out 30% of the time that it should be that, right? So that is the major thing dif difference between, uh, you know, global, global optimization kind of uh, algorithm versus uh, predictive uh, model. And, and yeah, so yeah, uh, some yes. some other thought came into my mind. I was just uh, promptly forgot. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, that's fine. It's it's also you've been talking a lot, and uh, we definitely appreciate you taking time. We're 15 minutes over time, but I think a lot of good detail. And and again, I'm happy that uh, you could take some time to join uh, this webinar series and and uh, talk to folks about the the complexity of these algorithms and how it's being deployed to help uh, the technology transformation for public transit. Um, for folks on the on the call, uh, we do have another webinar coming up at the end of the month with um, our first implementations uh, transit manager uh, Paul Buck from Belleville. Talk about kind of the full circle of what they've achieved uh, going to on demand and coming back towards a hybrid system of fixed routes and uh, on demand services working together. So, Kenny, thank you for uh, taking time. Thank you for the uh, all the hard work in putting this platform uh, into in make it come to fruition. And uh, we definitely look forward uh, to what's achieved here in 2021. So uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next okay. time.